Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 25, Obeynadi Falls into the Grand Canyon. I'm Maria Calancini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And in today's episode, we're going into the Grand Canyon in Arizona in the United States. And the little goop Obeynadi has quite an adventure there because he doesn't obey certain rules and they get him into a lot of trouble in the Grand Canyon. So let's find out what happens. And at the end of the story, stay tuned because I'm gonna tell you how you can see all of the photos that go with this story, find the tiny Obeynadi hidden in everyone, and I'm gonna invite you to engage your imagination and write your own story ending. So stay tuned for all those directions, and I will see you on the other side of Obeynati Falls into the Grand Canyon. I fancy that Obeynati knew as much as I, or even you. He was too careful, I am sure, to scratch or break the furniture. He never squirmed, he never squalled. He never came when he was called. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a curious and mischievous little goop boy named Obeynati. He got his name the old-fashioned way. He earned it. Obeynati disobeyed almost every rule he ever heard. He always wanted to test the limits and see how much he could get away with. If his mother baked cookies and told him not to touch them until after dinner, he would wait for her to leave the kitchen. Then he would sneak in, eat several cookies, and rearrange them so his mother couldn't tell the difference. Of course, she would always find out later when Obeynati complained of a stomachache. The fact that Obeynati was a rule-breaker made him very popular amongst the other goops. They enjoyed hanging out with him because they knew he would push the limits and they would get to do something that was not normally allowed. To make rule-breaking even easier, Obeynati always carried around a little club that was similar to a golf club. He used it to break things open or move stuff out of the way. Intrupta and Obeynati got on very well. Before Obeynati could even finish talking about which rule he was going to break next, Intrupta would interrupt him and say, do it. He loved having her support. One fine spring day, Obeynati and Intrupta met at the skateboard park. Obeynati loved skateboarding and doing flips in the air while Intrupta cheered him on. They went to the ramp park because that was the only one that Obeynati was allowed to visit, unless his mother was with him. After a few tricks and flips, Obeynati said to Intrupta, let's go to the skate and bike park. Intrupta looked around to see if anyone was listening. Then she turned back to Obeynati and said, let's do it. They both knew that they weren't allowed to go to the skate and bike park without a parent. The skate and bike park had huge ramps that were steep and dangerous. 
It was just up Obeynati's alley. Intrepta hopped on the back of Obeynati's skateboard, and they sped through the streets. When they arrived at the skate and bike park, no one was there. There was a large sign that said, Closed for Maintenance. Maybe we shouldn't, said Intrupta, with a tinge of fear in her voice. Oh no, we should. We should. Just think, we will have the park all to ourselves, replied Obeynati. He lifted up his club and whacked the locked gate wide open. Then he grabbed Intrupta's hand and they slid through the gate right into the empty park. The ramps were enormous and the valleys were deep. This park was meant for pros. Obeynati chose a smaller ramp to start. He went to the top and whizzed right down and landed with a flip. Intrupta clapped. Oh, that was easy. Watch this, said Obeynati as he climbed up to a higher ramp. This time he went down and ended his ride with a kickflip. Intrupta was duly impressed. She jumped up and down and shouted out, You're a rock star, Obeynati! Obeynati could never resist flattery, and he was feeling pretty good about himself, so he did it again. Intrupta was still impressed, but she had already seen this trick, so she called out, Do something new! Obeynati didn't want to let her down. So he looked around for the highest ramp he could see. He had to strain his neck to see to the top of the ramp. Obeynati froze in a thought trance. How was he ever going to make it to the top of this ramp? He looked back at Intrupta. She was waving her hands wildly and egging him on. I'm watching, she called out. Obeynati hopped on a skateboard and used his club to help push to the top of a nearby ramp. He positioned himself at the top of the ramp. He eyed the tall ramp across from him and decided that if he could get enough momentum using his club to push off, then he could probably make it to the top and back and do a quick U-turn back down. He felt a little bit scared. He had never gone up a ramp this high but he knew Intrupta was watching. Obeynati took his little club, faced downhill, hopped on a skateboard, and pushed as hard as he could. He pushed faster and harder than he ever had before. He went so fast he could barely see. He could feel himself going up, up, up the ramp. And then he flew right off it, straight into the sky. Chapter 2 Obeynati was flying through the air. The skate park was so far below him, he could no longer see it, and Intrupta was long gone. He felt like a bird until he began to fall. He dropped quickly with no control. Obeynati landed hard on a dirt floor. He stood up and looked around. The clouds in the sky had turned a golden red, and they were racing away from him towards the setting sun. There were magnificent earth walls, colored red, pink, and white, that formed a canyon. Obeynati recognized the Grand Canyon 
from photos he had seen in his geography book. It spread out in front of him and went on as far as the eye could see. Just because he could, Obeynadi called out, Hello, Grand Canyon! My name is Obeynati. And the canyon echoed back at him even louder. Hello, Hello Grand, Grand canyon. canyon! My, My name, name is, is Obeynati. This is the coolest place ever, Obeynati thought to himself. Did you just say your name was Obeynati? He heard a strong voice say from above. Obeynati looked up to see the most regal bald eagle flying above him. His head was white and his black wings spread out gracefully across the sky. I did. And what is your name, O Regal Eagle? asked Obeynati. The eagle chuckled at Obeynati's little joke <laughs> and replied, My name is Megisi. Well, Megisi, I'm very pleased to meet you. I'm off to visit the Grand Canyon. Would you like to join me? asked Obeynati. And what exactly are your plans? asked Megisi. I will just be an explorer and go everywhere, answered Obeynati. Megisi chuckled again and then replied, You are in the Grand Canyon. It is enormous and it is made by Mother Nature. You must follow her rules here and you must know what you are doing. I love to break rules, replied Obeynati with glee. Megisi just looked down at him and shook his head. You will learn, he said. Obeynati began to walk around as Megisi circled above him. He walked with swagger, swinging his little golf club. Obeynati looked out over the cliffs. They went on for what seemed like infinity. They were jagged and red with giant divides between them. It looked like long, long ago floods had come and split giant pathways into the earth. What was left was truly magnificent. Obeynati walked towards one of the high cliffs. There was a rope blocking access to the edge. There were signs everywhere saying, Dangerous. Do not enter. Those were the kind of signs that Obeynati couldn't resist. He looked around and didn't see anyone, so he slid under the rope past the signs. He wanted to peek over the edge and see what was down at the bottom of the canyon. Obeynati carefully inched his way towards the edge step by step. He was already thinking how he couldn't wait to go back to Goop World and tell Intrupta all about how stupendous the Grand Canyon was when he felt some dirt fall beneath his foot. Obeynati looked down to see the earth beneath his left foot crumble down into the canyon below. He stepped backward, but that earth crumbled too. Soon the ground beneath him gave out, and Obeynati fell straight into the canyon.
Chapter 3 Obenati could feel himself plummeting through the canyon. Far below, he saw a tiny speck of the Colorado River. He was seized with fear. There was nothing to grab onto, and the only direction was down. Suddenly, he felt his collar being yanked upward. He looked up and met the eyes of Megisi staring down at him. They seemed to be saying, I told you so. Megisi spread his enormous wings as they glided over the canyon. Obeynadi's fear dissipated as he gazed at the glory all around him. He was flying over the most stunning sight he had ever seen. There were cliffs everywhere, and they varied in color from brown to red to orange and yellow. Every cut through the canyon had a different shape, and far below on the canyon floor, the Colorado River was winding through the canyon like a giant snake. The landscape reminded Obenati of pictures he had seen from one of his books on Mars. Everything was so foreign and unlike anything Hobainati had ever seen. He felt like he was on a first-class flight over the best part of the world. They flew for some time, and as the sun began to set, Megisi came down to a landing spot in Antelope Canyon. Before Obenati could say a word, he found himself face-to-face with Megisi, who glared at him for what seemed like forever. Obenati lowered his eyes and said, Thank you. I'm sorry. Megisi sighed and waited a moment. Then he said, Take a look around you. This is the war of Mother Nature. No one is more powerful than her. Obey her rules, or you will find yourself at the doorway to the land of the dead. Obenati pulled at the little ribbon hanging from his hat and twisted it around his finger as he clenched his tiny golf club in the other hand. Megisi flew off before Obenati could respond. Everything was silent, and Obenati wanted to call out to Megisi, but he didn't. He knew he was gone. Obenati looked around and saw that he was surrounded by earthen sculptures that were so otherworldly that they could only have been made by Mother Nature. The canyon was pink, orange, and yellow, and full of rock sculptures that looked like pottery. There were unexplored tunnels and caves everywhere. Obenati started down one of the tunnels as he thought about what Megisi had said, the doorway to the land of the dead. The hairs on Obenati's neck stood up. Did he really want to go down a strange tunnel all by himself? The rock tunnels were so warm and welcoming, thought Obenati. There can't be a land of the dead in here. I'm pretty brave, he thought. And then he set off down a tunnel. He went deeper and deeper, and around every turn, there was a new and more beautiful rock formation. Obenati looked up at a crack in the ceiling and saw it was getting dark. 
The wall leading up to the crack was curved and had ridges. I could just climb this wall and get out of here, he said to himself. Then he remembered a sign he had seen outside Antelope Valley that said, No climbing. Oh, come on, Obainani thought to himself. No one is here. No one will know. So he scaled up the wall. He climbed right up to the crack and went through it until he was on top of a stone mountain in Antelope Canyon. It was very dark and very cold. Obainati couldn't even see his hand in front of him. It was so black outside. The cold crept over his body like a coat of ice cubes. There was nothing he could do and nowhere he could go. He couldn't even see well enough to climb back down into the shelter of the stone tunnels. Obainati had never felt so alone or so lost in his entire life. He started to think about the land of the dead again, and he could hardly stand it. Help! 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 He yelled out at the top of his lungs. His voice echoed back to him. Then he waited, and he was met only with silence. Obeynadi sat down. He couldn't think of anything else to do. He just sat and stared into the dark void in front of him, and he wondered why he had to climb that wall in the first place. As he stared out into the darkness, he saw a white ghost coming toward him. Chapter 4 Obenati froze and stared at the ghost, who was quickly coming closer. Megisi's words rang in his ears, the doorway to the land of the dead. I've got to get out of here he thought to himself. Obeynati hopped up, grabbed his little club, and ran. He couldn't see a thing, so he just ran in the opposite direction of the ghost. He ran and he ran, and he didn't look back. The ground beneath him was smooth and open, so he could run quickly. He finally glanced back and saw the ghost looming in the darkness. It seemed closer. Obeynati kept running until he fell. He fell right into one of the cracks he had seen earlier in the day. He tumbled down, hitting the walls along the way. When he finally landed, Obeynati didn't even notice all the scrapes he had because he was scared stiff. He looked straight up to see the ghost at the top of the tunnel. It looked like it was trying to get down through the crack but something was stopping it. It just hovered over the opening. Obeynati moved away further into the caves. He didn't want to look at the ghost anymore. He heard a fluttering sound and looked up straight into the eyes of a canyon bat. The bat was very tiny and had a white face with black eyes. He won't come down right now, said the bat. He won't? asked Obeynati. No, the ghosts are afraid of us, the bats. I can keep him away, but only for a little while. If I leave, he'll come down. Obeynati looked at the little bat and said, Thank you. 
In the past, he had always been afraid of bats. But now he was so happy there was a little bat watching out for him. Do you know how we can get back home? Obeynadi asked. He was ready to listen and obey. I do, replied the tiny bat. You must listen carefully and do everything I say. Will you do that? Absolutely, replied Obeynadi. You're going to be tested by nature and follow all her rules. Once you have passed her test, she will send you home. Are you ready for that? Obeynadi swallowed a tiny lump in his throat and said, Yes. Okay, then. This is what you will do in this exact order. First, you will go to the eroded rock steps deep in the canyon. You will run up these steps as quickly as you can. They are tiny and there are many. You will be tired. The top of the steps, you will search for a hidden cave. It will have low curved ceilings that are close to the ground. You will crawl through this cave. Don't stop until you reach the other side where you will find an exit. When you come out of that cave, look for the launching tree. It is a tree with curved roots that sits high atop the canyon. This tree has the power to bend back and launch you straight into the canyon if you stand under it at high noon. Obeynadi listened intently, and his heart beat faster. When he heard, launched into the canyon, he didn't want to fall into the canyon again. The little bat looked down at him and smiled and said, If you do all of this exactly as I say, Megisi will sweep down as you fly through the canyon and he will take you to your final destination, Goop World. But you must not skip one step, no matter how hard it is. Obeynadi looked at the curved walls of Antelope Canyon that looked like spun ceramic. If Mother Nature could create these walls in this canyon, there was nothing she couldn't do. There was no reason to fear her, just obey her. Obeynadi thanked the little bat and took one last peek at the hovering ghost as he sped out of the canyon in search of the eroded rock steps. The sun was out now, and it was blazing hot. Obeynadi sweated as he ran up the steps, but he didn't stop. Soon he was comforted by the cool shelter of the white cave. He crawled and crawled and swatted away every spider he saw. He was on a mission, and nothing would stop him. When he finally made it through the cave, he found the launching tree. It was at the very edge of a deep, deep canyon. Obeynadi didn't look down. He didn't have time to scare himself. The sun was high in the sky, shining like a ball of fire. It was high noon. Obeynadi stood under the launching tree and closed his eyes. The only thing he had left was faith. Faith that the little bat had guided him well. Faith in Mother Nature. And faith 
that Megisi would appear. He could feel the tree grab him and lean back and then fly forward and shoot him like a slingshot straight into the canyon. Obeynadi soared above the canyon like a plane across the sky. He saw the beauty beneath him like a giant painting, and every fear he had left his body. He could barely feel the tiny jerk on his collar as Megisi grabbed hold of him, and then, as if no time had passed, he could feel his tiny feet on the ground of the skate park where he had left Intrapta. Obeynadi looked up to thank Megisi, but he wasn't there. He looked around the skate park for Intrapta, but she wasn't there either. Intrapta was caught in a step well in pouring rain deep in India, but that is a tale for another time. So that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed Obeynati Falls into the Grand Canyon. And if you did, please go to iTunes and search for Goop Tales and leave me a review. I would be so grateful if you did that. It helps me to continue to make Goop Tales every week. So now I invite you to go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 25. That's two five. And on that page, you can see all of the photos that go with this story. And you can see Megisi and the incredible photos of Antelope Canyon and the Grand Canyon and the Colorado River that looks like a snake. So go there, find the photos and make sure and find the tiny Obeynati hidden in every photo. And on that same page, you can download the first half of this story. And I invite you to write the second half and send it to gooptales.com. There's an area right on that page where you can do that. To be printed for publication online at gooptales.com. So that's it for this week. And I will see you next week where we will be deep in India with little Intrapta. Until then, make every day a goop day.